This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machine is firing up. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Business Machine. I'm your host, Brian Town, the CEO of Michigan Creative, and also, like I said, the host of The Business Machine. And we've been gone for a little bit, but we are back, and we are back with a vengeance because we've got a bunch of podcasts scheduled this week. We're going to release a bunch at the same time. And so don't worry, things are going to be okay, and we have a great one to kick off the new year, and I'm really excited to have Tom and Ariana Sylvester on our show today, and they are college sweethearts, isn't that nice, and now business partners, and I want to talk to them how they do that and don't kill each other, but we talked about that a little bit off air. This husband and wife team are owners of three very different businesses, so if you're entrepreneurs out there, most of you probably don't just have one thing going because we're not very smart as entrepreneurs. While running their real estate business, a wine and liquor store, and coaching and training business for entrepreneurs, they've also raised two energetic youngsters. They are going to be a good one for us to have on the show. They believe in integrating life and business. We talk a lot about that on The Business Machine. Super important to me, as you guys know, and they focus on helping entrepreneurs build their ideal lifestyle. Tom, Ariana, how are you? We are great. How are you? Good. I'm really excited to have you on. And, you know, we were talking earlier and I was looking through your website and I love the humor that you guys have between each other. (laughs) And, you know, that's interesting because you always hear about husband and wife teams and some say they couldn't do it. and, And some say there's no way. But you guys have found a balance somehow to do this and you found a way to balance your lives. But it didn't come just from the very beginning. It came out of necessity almost, didn't it? Yes. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So my wife, who I was telling you earlier, she's a physician assistant. So she is totally right brain and I'm totally left brain. I'm the very creative person. And so when her and I went down the same path, she was like, is this okay? Like we've got our hands in these many things and we're always doing this. Is this okay? And I'm like, this is typical for an entrepreneur, but it doesn't make it feel very good. So talk to me about what you guys are doing now. Somebody says, you're walking down the street and you go to a coffee shop and you got your kids, you start talking and they say, Hey, what do you guys do? I know that's a complicated answer (laughs) coming from you guys. And it depends on the venue, but what do you tell them? What do you do? Uh, well, normally our first response is we are entrepreneurs, uh, because that gives people the foundation to then build off and talk to them about the three different things that we do, which then usually in, in happens to be a lot of questions afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, I was going to say, depending on the situation, I usually just tell them I own a liquor store, and then that just starts down a whole nice path. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, I mean, the, the main thing that we tell people these days is, you know, we help those people that are looking to really get more out of life. You know, they've kind of been on this traditional path of, you know, go to college, get a job, and they just realize they want something more. And uh, we help them do that by clarifying what that something more is and then help them start a business that will then create that life for them. Now, I, I just think because I've, you know, I've been an entrepreneur now for almost seven years. I was a high school TV and produ- production teacher before that. And so the entrepreneur lifestyle is relatively new for me. But for the most part, people have this sense that maybe they're not an entrepreneur and they couldn't work for themselves. 
But there are this set group of entrepreneurs, these people that can go out there and do this and get their hands in multiple things. But it takes some balance. And in the beginning of your careers as crazy entrepreneurs, and I want to get back to the whose idea was it to open a liquor store. Um, I think I know who probably, but Uh, um, take a guess. Yeah, uh, Tom. Um, (laughs) You guys had all this going. And Ariana, I think what I really connected with you with on your website is that you said something like, you know, I I didn't want to be the stay at home working, stay at home working mom because you were working, Mm -hmm. but you were a mom. But balancing that and, and trying to do that while working out of your home is difficult. So talk to us about that and, and how was that making you feel? Um, yeah, I mean, I never, obviously, I never expected to be the entrepreneur in the first place. So that took a little bit of adjusting for me. But the opportunities that that opened up to give us the options to do things was very eye-opening for me. And, you know, I had that opportunity with our first business, Um when we got into the real estate and then, you know, had that going for a couple years and got into the wine and liquor store in between there, we had kind of talked about starting a family. And one of the things that we'd always said was we don't want to have to put our kids in daycare. You know, we would love to be able to be there for the first couple years of their life. So that was something that we were kind of trying to attain. And luckily at the point, um, while we were opening the liquor store, I was pregnant with our first child, and by the time we had opened, I was able to leave my job and stay at home with our daughter while helping run all of the day-to-day details of the liquor store. So it started off as something that worked out very well. The issue came as things started to get a little bit more complicated, and we started kind of dabbling in the online space. And then we were pregnant with our second child. And as most parents know, things do not go the same way the second time around that they did the first time. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think our neighbor says one is like none and two is like 20. It couldn't be more right. (laughs) Yeah. So it really started to shift. Yeah, Yeah, it shifted for me from working from home with having her home be something that was working out well for me to all of a sudden working from home with a toddler and an infant and a husband who happened to be traveling for his day job while trying to run two offline businesses and dabble in the online space, it it became just way, way, way too much. And I realized that I never actually wanted to be a stay-at-home mom forever, and I definitely didn't want to be a work-from-home mom because staying at home with the kids was awesome, but actually trying to focus on things and like be productive on on actual work was just not possible for me. I, I my brain doesn't work that way. I'm easily distracted, and I'm always in mom mode when the kids are around. So it was very difficult for me to turn to kind of turn that down and be in work mode. Yeah. And I think, you know, I have four children. They're older. Some are older, but I also have, we also have a three-year-old at home. And and for me and Tom, you know, I I read some on you where you're gone and and Skyping with your kids. And I think all of us as parents, I think one of the things that we all have is this, this disease called parent guilt. Mm. (laughs) It's like, you know, when, when I'm at home and being a CEO and an entrepreneur myself, like there's always something I could be doing. Mm -hmm. And you know, what I really should be doing at home is laying on the floor and playing with Cora, Cora, but it's just hard for us to turn that off. Tom, talk to me because you, you know, you have two degrees. 
you know, you have your master's degree and you were working in, in a for the man, for lack of a better phrase, <laughs> and also trying to do these other things. When was it in your mind that you started to go, you know what? I really don't want to work for somebody else. And I think I can do this on my own because that's quite the leap. Yeah. So it was actually about 10 years before that when uh, I wasn't even working for the man yet. So um, basically we met our quick backstory is we met the first day of college and we got together very quickly after that. And as we got towards the end of college, we were kind of looking ahead and um, I was like, okay, well, what are we going to do next? We got these degrees. And I realized that I didn't want to work for the man for 45 years. You know, I looked around and a lot of people would, you know, work 40, 50, 60 hours, um, you know, work for years and miss out on a lot of things and then hopefully retire at 65 and kind of live that life. And I knew that wasn't what we wanted to do. So, um, I said to Ariana, I said, you know, by 35, I want to be retired. And she's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Just (laughs) another one of your crazy schemes. (laughs) And, um, you know, so I don't think, uh, 33. Okay. All right. You got two more years. You're good. Yep. (laughs) So, um, plenty of time. Yeah. So when, uh, when I said that, I think she just kind of brushed it off. But to me, it it was real. It was like, we're going to build these lives. I don't know how we're going to do it. Um, but we're going to make it happen. And so I always knew, and I always had it in my mind that I'm going to kind of have these two paths. I'm going to have the corporate path that I'm on, which is going to pay the bills and support our family. And then there's going to be this other path of building up um, these side incomes in these businesses so that we can make that leap at some point. And that target was always 35. Um, And then, you know, as we got married, as we had kids, um, we had to keep making decisions on, you know, what's the best path for how we get there. And one of those decisions that was was tough, but I think a necessary one was I ended up leaving a traditional nine to five and went into consulting. And I ended up getting so much experience from that. um, But the downfall was I ended up having to travel four days a week. So, um, you know, especially when and I was getting up at like four o'clock on Monday morning and getting back, you know, Thursday night, hopefully if flights went well, Friday, if not, um, and we started and we had our first child and then our second one, it was like, okay, this isn't kind of what we signed up for. Um, so we had, and then that was when Ariana (laughs) was going through, you know, kind of being home with the kids for four days and and all of that. So mommy meltdown mode. Yeah. So we had to really sit down and say, okay, well, this was the plan. We're on there. Obviously we've made a lot of adjustments and a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, but what do we do from here? Like, what is it that we want? And we kind of had to refocus and realign. And then that's what allowed us to say, okay, this is the right path forward. Um, you know, we can leave a job and we've developed enough side income and then enough skills that we can make this work just being full-time entrepreneurs. So talk to me about that piece that, you know, because as a couple, and here's what I find too, and I, I imagine that you probably work with other couples that are along the same path, but it seems like when you're together, you know, you could always be talking about, hey, what are we doing at the liquor store? What are we doing for the mm-hmm. consulting business? What are we doing for this? How do you guys, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit when we talk about planning and scheduling things, but how do you not do that? Or is that not even possible? Um, sometimes I feel like it all just kind of merges into one beautiful thing. Um, you know, we can go from talking about the businesses one minute to, oh, so-and-so's, you know, Elena got a birthday party invitation in the mail. And then, you know, we kind of move on to talking about the kids and talking about family or, or talking about, you know, oh, let's go and do something for fun. We haven't done that in a while. So, I feel like for us, there isn't really a separation, but we've kind of, we've been doing it for so long 
that we've been able to merge it into something that works for us. So, you know, we don't want to say like, we can't talk about the businesses <laughs> because that's, that's a large portion of our lives. You know, what, what else would we talk right, about? That's right. Oh my gosh. We're sitting here and we can't talk about the business. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we don't have to talk about Tom's feelings. Or something. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> but feelings. We also want to make sure that we're incorporating other things in <laughs> right. too, you know, for fun or who did you, who, who did you meet? Like what's their story? And yeah. maybe part partially business, but also, partially like relationships and and friends and things like that so yeah well and you know a lot of people talk about like balancing work and life right and what we found is that that's that's basically left over from you know employees and kind of that corporate mindset sure. where it's like you're either at work or you're at home and if you're at work you can't be doing other stuff um, but one of the beauties of being an entrepreneur is you really get to define your schedule and when and how you do things. Mm -hmm. um, so we're big on really kind of mapping out when we want to be doing certain things. We're like we have like 12 calendars. <laughs> I think it's more than 12 <laughs> now. I was going to say, and when, when people look at it, it seems crazy. Um, but what we actually do is we sit down and the first thing that goes on our calendars is all of our personal stuff. Cool. So individual hobbies, time for Ariana, Ariana and I to be together, time for us to be with the kids. And then we kind of layer the business in between that. And, you know, over the years, we've really reflected on what works, what doesn't work, when our time's getting tough, when are they going well? And we've really honed this process in so that we know these are the types of conversations that we can just kind of casually have about business and life. And these are the ones where we need to kind of be sitting down and dedicated. And we put specific time on our calendar to have some of those conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it almost sounds like it's a little too deep detailed and too organized, but you almost have to. And I think one of the best things I did and, and I have to have my staff do too, is everything that we do, our personal stuff, you know, if I have to work out at four o'clock or if I have to pick core up at three 30 or all that goes on the calendar because then nothing mm -hmm. else can be scheduled in that place. And, it's, and that's important. And that's one of the best things we did here. Just share calendars and let everybody know. So give us, I like looking 10 years from now. Now Tom's going to be retired. So we'll have um, Ariana <laughs> answer this question, but where do you guys see like if in 10 years, if you know, I like, I love doing this with younger entrepreneurs too, because they don't really think that far because that's a lifetime, but where do you hope or, or where do you think your businesses will be in 10 years and, and what's it look like? Um, so I'll, I'll answer this one first. Um, so I don't necessarily think we'll be retired in sure. the full sense of that term. I think it's going to be more the financial freedom uh, is what we're going for. So the businesses, um, obviously the two brick and mortar businesses will still be around and those were longer term, um, income type businesses anyways. So by the time we get 10 years out, those should be doing really, really well. Um, and obviously we will continue to reap the benefits of owning a wine and liquor store for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I, think then, it, I think it's a great business idea. I love it. Yeah. I love it. it oh my gosh. It's so much fun. I, I enjoy it so I much. Bet. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the online business, I mean, that one, I don't really have a clear vision, sure. but I know that, you know, between the two of us, we really enjoy helping people. And Tom loves, loves, loves the whole coaching aspect, the leadership aspect um, of, you know, strategy and consulting and businesses. So I don't know if it it will ever go away, but I know that our business is going to evolve in the sense that, you know, we're going to want to outsource a lot of things, delegate a lot of things so that our business runs 
um, in a certain way that we don't have to be there 24-7 uh, because we do want to enjoy our family life together. Our kids are going to be older. They're going to be active and, you know, probably playing sports or uh, in choir or band or whatever they happen to enjoy. Uh, we want to take a lot of family vacations and have experiences with each other. We want to be able to take uh, vacations and things with ourselves and, you know, kind of keep that relationship going between the two of us and keep our marriage healthy. So um, that's where I see us in 10 years is still having the businesses. We're going to still work uh, sometimes, but the goal is to not work quite so much and spend a lot more time um, doing things with each other. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, um, so just a, a mentor a couple of years ago called me on this and he's like, Tom, quit saying that you're going to retire at 35 because I know you and you're not going to retire at 35. You're not going to do it, right? And, um, and I'm like, yeah, you know, when I say retire, what I basically mean is really just having that freedom. And, you know, one of the things that I struggled with over the last couple of years was, you know, I, I love coaching and I love helping business owners and I love helping people succeed. Um, but how am I going to do that? It's kind of going against this freedom thing. And um, I had met a coach that he basically said, you know, he just kept increasing his rates as he was increasing the results that he worked with people on. Makes and sense. he introduced this concept of a family tax. And basically what he said was that, you know, he's going to make the amount of money that he needs to. Um, but if people want more of him, they're going to pay basically a family tax for taking him away. I love it. And, and I was like, I love that model. And that's something that I want to do is I want to continue helping, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners. Sure. Um, but there's going to be that point where, you know, the costs are there. And if you really want me more than that, you're going to pay a decent amount for it. <laughs> See, if I bring that up, though, my boys who are 13 and 17, they're going to want some of that tax. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why the tax has to be higher because I got to share that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, that's for me, right? I'm like, no, that's not what I meant. Hi, everybody. Brian here real quick. This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right. Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little Business Machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile friendly websites digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are, and we really just want to talk to you. So if you want to just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me. My cell phone is 517-899-4533, or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. Tom, talk to me about a little bit about how you, because I can kind of see how you guys balance and and you mentioned it earlier too about how you can really balance and make sure that your businesses are running without you. And I think, I think that can be done on the online way. And I think it can be done at the brick or mortar. You know, if you get good people in place, online is going to change as we know, you know, whether it's the marketing piece or how, how it works, who knows in a year, it's going to change in six months, it's going to change. Who knows what we're going to be doing in 10. Tom, how do you talk to business owners? Because the thing with business owners is this whole, you know, idea of working on the business, not just at the business. We've heard that before, and that's something we struggle with all the time too. But what is it that you're solving? I don't want to say most, but what are some things that you know that when you're consulting with businesses that are kind of like, oh my gosh, this makes total sense. I'm so glad that we learned this piece and this is really helpful. What are those little pieces or nuggets that you're really working with some of the business owners on? 
Yeah. So actually, it builds off your last question. Um, so we actually have a free course that we give to anyone that's looking to start a business, yep. and uh, it's called Plan with Purpose. And basically, what it does is it has them define what their vision is, what they want their life to look like in the future, and then we take them from basically what is that? What are some of the goals in ten years that will get you there? Five years, three, two, one, and then we break down the current year. Um, so what we do with business owners is first understand why they're doing the business. And when we have them look out in the future, we found that there's like four main categories. So what experiences do you want out of life? Um, what things do you want out of life? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, so most people hit those and then oftentimes people aren't completely happy and the missing piece is really the impact, you know? So how do you yeah. give back? How do you have that bigger impact? And then what don't you want to do anymore? Right. We're all, we all look at what we do want to do, but <laughs> we forget to drop out what we don't want to do. Um, so we start there and then once that's defined, what we do is really look to model the business and say, okay, for you to have that, what does your business have to look like? So we, we look at their personal budgets and say, okay, um, we define two numbers, your freedom number basically lets you like leave a job and live a good life. And then your dream number is what is it going to take for you to be able to do all those things on your vision board? And once we have those things defined, we can then model the business and say, okay, based on you bringing this much home, this is how much revenue the business has to bring in. This is kind of the breakdown of where that money is going to go. And then as a result, um, this is how big your your business has to be. This is likely how many employees you need. Um, these are some of the processes and things you need set up. So we think about what the business has to be, and then we work on building the business that way. So most people end up just starting a business and kind of moving forward and they get stuck working in it where we very intentionally like to say, this is what that business should look like. And let's make sure we're taking incremental steps so that you're working more on it instead of in it as you go forward. Yeah, I love that example too. And one of the books that I've read um, that I really, and I talk to students and people about this all the time is the E-Myth. And and he he talks about the, my favorite story from that is the lady who bakes pies and she loves baking pies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she's the best pie baker in the world. And my staff is rolling their eyes if they can hear me because I say this all the time. But, <laughs> but then they're like, so everybody tells her, oh, my gosh, you should go into the pie business. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're right. I should. And then she does and she hates it. <laughs> yeah. yep. And so it makes sense that, you know, where, you know, you have to kind of step out of that role and, and be that manager and leader. But it's really hard to do as an entrepreneur, or as a solopreneur, because it's just you to start. So how do you do it when you're just starting out and it's you and your wife, how do you build to that next level? Because if you tell somebody, hey, you need to hire employees, you need to get to this level, it could be a little daunting and and a little scary, I imagine. Yeah. So one of the big things we do with um, the freedom number and then the um, dream number is we actually break those down into milestones. So as we're like doing goal planning and strategic planning with people and we follow a very similar process in people's businesses and then in their lives. Because what we found is that, you know, if you've got things in your personal life Mm -hmm. put together, if you understand how to manage your time and money, that's going to correlate over into good skills for a business owner because you need to be able to do the same things, especially as you grow and maybe start hiring. Yeah. Um, So we start them out that way and we break down, you know, really those milestones of where they're going to get to in their business. And um, a big focus of what we do is really break those down into 90 day chunks. So you've got your long term vision. You kind of know what the milestones are along the way. And those might change. Um, But every 90 days, you're getting very clear on, you know, what does the business have to do? And then as you're going through with that and you're hitting some of those points, then, you know, you're going to make certain shifts. 
So when you get to this point, um, you might look to outsource some of your stuff, maybe hire a part-time employee or a contractor. Then as you go on from there, you know, you might end up hiring someone else or your role might change and you're no longer doing a piece that you used to do. Um, so there's a really good book out there and a saying I use all the time, you know, what got you here won't get you there. Right. And that's one of the biggest things with entrepreneurs is there's one path of kind of helping them with their business strategy and growing. But then the other path is helping them grow as an individual, as a father, mm-hmm. as a husband, whatever roles they have, and really being that leader in both their life and business. Because a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of personal growth that goes on as you go oh through this journey. Yeah. I'm a different person than I was seven years ago. Oh, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm better. Uh, <laughs> so, well, and I just want to jump in quickly and, yeah. and mention the fact too, that part of the process that we follow and the reason that it helps people get so much clarity is that a lot of people use goal planning in the traditional sense of saying, here's where I am and here's where I want to yeah. be. And then they start just work, work, working towards that goal, but they don't have a check-in. They don't have a way to look at, you know, how are things going? Am I, am I moving forward towards my goal? And they don't check in with themselves to make sure that that end goal is still what they want. So part of doing that throughout the process is your goals are going to shift. Your life is going to change. Things are going to happen. So if you continue to check back in with the long-term goals that you've set and check back in with your pro- your progress so far, that allows you to shift and adjust things as life happens instead of worrying about that one end goal that you set that you have to reach that maybe doesn't even align with what you want anymore. So a lot of times, you know, people, as Tom talks about like, oh, well, if you want to grow your business to this scale, you probably are going to have to hire people and do this and that and the other. That's very intimidating for them. So to say, well, don't worry about that right now. Worry about here's the end goal you set. Here's the steps that we've talked about you implementing to get you to this first milestone. And then when you get there, you do a quick check in. You say, okay, is that still the goal we want? Is our business moving us that towards that goal? And are we happy with how things are progressing? So that allows you to continue along the way, making sure that everything is still going towards what you want and it's doing it in a way that feels good to you. And if it doesn't, you can shift that. And and that's, it's your life. It's your choice. So you can do it your own way. Um, and you don't have to follow any other formulas that people are saying out there. And you don't have to say you're going to hit a goal and hit it because you said so. You can change your mind. <laughs> well, I was going to say, that's actually our, our tagline, right? Like, right? Your life, your business, your way. Sure. That's what yeah. I say. Yeah. It's my way or the highway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately, as you guys know, as uh, my staff tells me what to do. I don't tell them <laughs> what to do at all. But, yeah, our kids do the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife. So I don't, yeah, I'm no fun. But so let me put you on the spot here then. Since you guys run this, you tell everybody how to run things successfully and how to do things precisely. And so you've got everything down into the point and perfect. So how do you keep yourselves in check? And how do you make uh-huh. sure? Because well, you were going to turn on the edge here because, you know, you should just say, well, everything's perfect because we teach this. Um, but I know that's not what you're going to say. But cowboy, cowboy, that's our just... one, of the, one of the first things we tell people is we are not perfect. Yeah. This process has been evolving for the last probably eight years or so when we first started doing 
goal planning and trying to kind of figure out what we wanted out of life and how we were going to get there. Um, and Tom has a background in project management with with corporations. So a lot of what we do has been kind of broken down into a way that will work on a smaller scale. Yeah. So he kind of brought that process home and we've we started using it in our personal life and in our businesses to kind of try and make things blend well together, make our calendars work, make our time management work, make our, you know, our, our Trello boards and, and Kanban boards work so that we could manage all of our tasks that we have to do. So we are not in any way, shape or form perfect. Um, our process continues to evolve. And as we do so, we kind of shift, you know, how we talk to other people about creating their own processes. And that's, that's really the crux of it. We can teach people a process that you can use, but really what it's about is customizing it to something that works for you. So you might hear us talk about all of these things that we do, but, but doesn't don't fit, right? follow our process. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Look at what we've us. done right. and model it into what fits for you, your business and your family, because that's ultimately what's going to work best. Because I think yeah. you could get, you know, and I and I see this in us sometimes, and I see this in other businesses too, is that when things are going really well, and you guys may find this, the tendency is is maybe you get a little complacent because you're like mm -hmm. the things are really good, but you can't do that. I think as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you always have to be looking. You know, there's these two sides of it. You got to focus on what you're doing really well, what you're doing really good right now, and mm -hmm. things are great. But what are you doing tomorrow, and what are you doing on the next day, and how do we fit that in, Tom? How do business owners fit that in because Right now, people are saying to you all the time, I just don't have time. And I remember when I filled yeah. out your form on your Facebook group that said, hey, fill this out. And you can't say I don't have time. <laughs> I kept hitting delete. I'm like, no, no, that's time. I can't put that in there. If I had time to work on the business, no, that's time. Damn it. So <laughs> I think I filled it out. And we'll see if you guys let me in or not. But <laughs> but how do you? what do you say to that? I mean, how do you balance that? Because you have to not – I don't think you have to always change everything drastically. But you have to make these minor adjustments. But then also thinking about, well, what are we going to do now? Even though all this stuff is really good, what are we going to do next? Yeah, there's a, a couple key things here. Um, the first one is really making it a habit and part of what you do. So um, when, when we introduce to people kind of how we run things, um, we have a meeting every day. We have a meeting every week. We have a meeting every month. We have a meeting every quarter. And we have a meeting every year. Wow. And at first, people a lot are of like, meetings. oh, That's my God. a lot of meetings. <laughs> 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 But, um, but each of those serves a very specific purpose and allows us to get very focused so that we actually have more time for other things. So like our daily meeting, it's 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And it's a quick check-in on how did things go yesterday? Did we get done what we thought? Um, what are we planning on doing today? And is there anything in our way? And then our weekly meeting is going to follow a similar format, but we're going to look at the whole week. So, hey, what went well this week? What were some of our wins? And then, you know, what didn't go well? Because there's like every week there's mistakes or issues or whatever. Sure. So what didn't go well? And then what's one or two changes that we want to make next week to make it a little bit better? Mm -hmm. And then we do the same thing every month to kind of check in on our goals and see if there's any pivots we got to make. Um, we do the same thing every quarter to make sure we can hit our annual goals. And so it sounds like a lot, but basically we've just always built in, let's talk about the good things let's talk about the not so good things and then let's make some tweaks to turn some of the not so good things into the good things nice I and, like that. and i'll that's actually what i was talking about earlier with the check-ins like yeah. that's yep. that's our check-in points and the main thing that we always tell people to take away from that we don't separate business and personal so our meetings include 
business and personal. Well, sure. So I think family if, should have those meetings exactly. anyway. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we built it in. It's not, we don't have a separate family meeting and yep. a separate business meeting. It's all one meeting. Um, and the same thing with our calendars and the same thing with our Trello boards that we use for our weekly tasks. It's integrated in. So the personal stuff is in there with the business stuff because I found us family entrepreneurs tend to try to overbook ourselves a lot. Yeah, and we think that we can get way more done in a week Ugh. than we actually can. So by including them all together, it really makes you look at like, holy crap, I gave myself a lot to do this week. Maybe I should take some things off. Um, and it kind of gives you that that sense of we always feel like we never get enough done. But when you look at how much you get done on a, in a week in both your personal life and in your business, it kind of gives you that, okay, I did get a lot done. Yeah. I had a lot going on in our personal lives. You know, the kids got sick and we had to take care of everybody and had to take care of the house. And, and I still got all of this stuff done in the business. Then it makes you realize you are doing okay. You're doing what you need to do. And this is just part of life as a family entrepreneur. Yeah, it's being comfortable with the madness is I think what yeah. I like to call it. I do like <laughs> those family meetings. Yeah. yeah. Or the crazy, I think they're in every business, there's somebody crazy going or somebody's going crazy inside of it. It's a quote and that's me. Um, <laughs> but I do like the family ones. I, I want to have press conferences with, especially with my three, my older boys, not so much anymore, but with my three-year-old is just have a press conference so she can ask all questions that she wants, but only in five minutes. Right. And, and that's it. And then it's closed down. And then tomorrow the press, you know, roll out a podium and that comes out again. But so far I haven't done that. So can you YouTube those? Yes. Yeah. Like you, uh, in the blonde hair. Um, yeah, that'd be great. So Todd, that really does tie really nice into the next question because the reason why, the number one reason why I started this podcast is I didn't want to start one that gave a bunch of advice, although that's what we typically do in the beginning. But I really wanted to do one because I thought if I ever end up writing a book, I want to write one and just call it What Not to Do. Um, and I think it'd be a great... Can I co-author that? Yeah, absolutely. I think you and I, we'd probably have like four or five volumes. Yeah, like dude. war and peace. Oh and then we could have a section from each of our wives. It would be twice as long. Here's all yeah, the things yeah. that I think he does wrong. <laughs> so they'd probably outsell us and we'd, yeah. You could so. write a separate book, What My Wife Says Not to Do. Oh my gosh, like, I love it. It's a sequel. Let me write that down. Hold on. Um, but let's talk about some of the mistakes that you guys made where, you know, and it's and people say that, you know, mistakes are great because they make you do it. At the time, it doesn't feel that way. Oh yeah, they suck at the time. Uh, yep. <laughs> we, I mean, there was a couple big ones here, and and you know, I did the right thing, and and we fixed it. As far as our staff, our staff was really happy about it, and and but at the time, it just made you think, oh my god, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't think if we can keep going on that, you know, I'm a failure as a CEO, and you know, it's all that was all just inner talk and self talk. So, what are some of those mistakes that you made, and that you're, I don't want to say glad, but now that you made them it helped you come to a better conclusion. What are some of those mistakes that you can give us? When I go first or should I? Uh, <laughs> Look, man, we only have an hour. So <laughs> yeah, well, um, so, you know, we've made a ton of mistakes and we could go on for hours with it. Um, but you know what, all the business, all the business mistakes we can come back from that. It, it's just business and it's part of life. Sure. Um, 
the the biggest lesson that I really learned was, you know, it's important to keep the lines of communication open with Ariana and get aligned on what we really want our lives to look like. So I kind of alluded to it earlier where I had kind of set that goal to quote unquote retire by 35. And then I was just kind of off to the to races running like, you know, let me try this business. She said, no, let me try this business. She said, no. Then I went and um, actually spent a whole bunch of money on a real estate training that was like it was like seventy five hundred dollars. I was going to um, ask nine, you about that. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, nine. Nine months before we were getting married, <laughs> yep. um, we didn't yep. have that money because we were broke college kids. We just we graduated. Just bought a house. Uh, it was on it was on two credit cards because I, we didn't even have one credit card that had that much money. And uh, I did all this without telling Ariana. Awesome. That's in your <laughs> that's on your website. So, I love it. Yep. Yeah. So um, the first chapter in what not to do, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Let me write that down. Yeah. But um, so but what that forced us to do is really sit down and say, OK, like what's going on? Clearly, Tom, you're thinking one way. Ariana, yeah, you're thinking right. another way. Let's let's really get clear on what we want the future to look like. And then let's figure out how we can do it together, um, because, you know, that was not a good thing to do. Nope. But it did force us to have those conversations. And then, you know, we didn't get it right the first time. But over the years, we've continued to improve how we communicate, how we talk about the things that we do and what we want. And then that just makes everything else so much easier, especially because we're partnered not only on the businesses, but in life together as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, we look at some of the mistakes that we made and like we were talking earlier that they're devastating at first, but now there was a couple clients that we thought we should have took, you know, that were going to be really good clients for us. And it was a nightmare. And mm-hmm. now, and then, so we had to let them go and one of them let us go. And that was devastating. Like, Oh my God, yeah. I can't believe we got fired as a company. That's that we're done. And, but what really happened was now we know, now we know upfront contracts, something we weren't doing really well. Um, very clear expectations. Um, is it a right fit for us? And those are questions that we now ask and we're okay with saying no, if they're not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. boy at the time though, it was pretty, pretty dark, pretty depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about work, you know, work life balance. You talked about that earlier. And I think that does come from the day of, you know, you get off at five and then you're supposed to shut it off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I ever decide not to run Michigan Creative, I'd be a really good employee. I'd be the best employee. <laughs> and I, I mean, it'd be really good. They'd be like, you got to go home, dude. It's nine o'clock. And then I always, you know, I think we do this as entrepreneurs too, as we see people doing regular jobs. Um, like I see, there's a guy out here that mows lawns out here and there's a guy out here that shovels the snow. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to do that. <laughs> yep. I, I would be so good at that. I would be the best. And not really. I don't really want to do that. But we do have to balance um, what we do. And it's especially hard for people like us because you're at home, you have your phones, um, people are calling you and your clients need you really bad um, at all times. How do you guys make sure that you can shut it off? Because you got to shut it off at some point and have mm-hmm. that one on one really meaningful time with your children and with each other. Yeah, I think so. Part of that is actually putting things on the calendar. Um, We have specific family time that is on the calendar. And, you know, we really try to not be working at all during that time. Um, We've now shifted into Friday nights used to be movie nights. And now we've been doing family game nights, uh, which has been really fun. But I think the other part of it is is setting those very important boundaries, And you have to set them for your customers as well as for yourself Mm -hmm. and stick to them. So, you know, if you have a family and you're an entrepreneur, it's setting the boundaries with your with your customers and saying, hey, listen, I have a family. I'm only going to be available um, 
for you to contact me during these times or in these manners. And, you know, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. But obviously, family time is off limits. Uh, And then when it comes to you yourself, like um, accepting your own boundaries and saying, okay, I told my clients that this is family time. So that means I should also be doing family time and not (laughs) trying to like sneak in work here and there. Um, And I think part of that is too, it's Life ebbs and flows. Sure. So there are times in your business when you have to work more than others. Um, and it's, you know, kind of just accepting that fact that, okay, this week is going to be a really hard week. So maybe we don't get as much family time as we normally do, but let's make the time that we have together be quality family time. And then next week, after the business craziness is over, we're going to back off a little bit and spend more time with the family to make up for it. Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of making yeah. it your own. And I like that setting up those expectations, just the have that open say look this is going to be a tough week we're just going to have to get through with it and we're going to make sure that we have time the following week so those calendars are really important Mm -hmm. give us before we get into some of these faster questions that are pretty easy give us a couple just things that you know that are just little pointers that we can do while we're listening right now hey this is one thing that's really going to help you feel less crazy (laughs) (laughs) I've, i've got a good one Uh, One thing that we always suggest out to people because that thing is always, oh, I don't have enough time. Um, Doing a simple time audit where you keep track of Mm -hmm. everything you do for a week and then go back and highlight and categorize things so that you can actually see where you're spending your time. And a lot of times we, we are not necessarily wasting time, but we're spending time doing things that maybe aren't as important. Um, And that could be kind of cut off the list and not be on there. So we always suggest doing a a simple time audit just to say, hey, where am I spending all my time? Is this how I want to be spending my time? Yeah. And what that allows you to do is make sure you're intentional with your time. So a lot of us think we are. And it's the same thing. Like we allocate, we talk about time the same way we talk about money. So, you know, with money, it's important to understand how much is coming in, where is it going out? And you should basically be telling your money where you want it to go. And with time, it should be the same thing. So we all have the same amount of time, um, but you're really deciding where you spend your time. And what a lot of people do is they think they're being very productive or they think they're in alignment. But if they actually do that time audit, what they realize is that they're not. So by going through that, you can get clear on there. And then, I mean, there's a bunch of hacks you can do, um, you know, little things like just getting clear on what you're going to do that day or the next hour so that you can sit down and do it. Um, batching. So uh, a lot of times people will do things one off or multitask and that just kills your productivity. So, you know, setting certain blocks of time to do certain things and then knocking them all out at once. Yeah, like so there's, there's a ton of, you know, little hacks around there, but it really comes down to first really getting clear on, you know, where do you want to be and what do you want to be doing? And then making sure that you're just being intentional with your time and money to get you there. And I think you talked earlier too, you guys about process and how important process is. And I think that's where if you do have maybe for everything that you do have some sort of list or step process, here's what we do when a client calls, here's what we do Mm -hmm. when a customer needs something and maybe finding little time gaps in there that you could take one step out or do a step a different way to really save a couple of minutes. You save a couple of minutes over, you know, the course of the day, over course of a week and a month, you've got hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where a lot of, um, 
you talk about like getting stuck in your business versus on it. That's where a lot of people get stuck because they don't ever create kind of those standard processes. It's all in their head. And then they think they're the only one that can do it. But, you know, a lot of what we walk people through and we do ourselves is just make those simple processes. So it starts with what's the trigger that this process is going to start? What are the three to five main steps that are required? And then how do we know it's done? And if you just start doing that, um, you can even just record um, what you're doing. If you're working on your computer, you can record it. Or if you're um, just doing it, you can have somebody record the key steps you do. And that's going to start creating your processes. And then every week when you're kind of reflecting on what's important, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't, that allows you to start handing pieces of that off either to um, a tool or automation or to a person to take care of that. Yeah. And I, I say this a lot to my wife. She's always like, well, how was your day? I'm like, it was great. What did you do? I'm like, gosh, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I did a lot, but I don't think I got anything done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And that's a challenge that I think we have and, and really managing your time to very specifically. And what's helped me is, you know, I have to block out a time now where I'm, you know, 7am to 8am. I'm only doing emails, uh, following mm-hmm. up with other things and then turn it off. Otherwise you could sit at your computer all day and answer emails. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, everybody. This week's episode is also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwaterapparel.com. That's freshwaterapparel.com. And check out their spring collection of t shirts. And soon beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater. It's a Midwest clothing company. And they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan. And the shirts are 100% made in america so you can't beat that so if you love fresh water like we do here at michigan creative you should definitely check out their site lots more coming but right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women like i said before beanies are coming stickers all that stuff so check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh back to the show all right, guys. So let's go through these real quick, and um, then we'll get to the last few questions. Um, what is your favorite? What is one of your favorite quotes? I want to hear this from both of you. <laughs> so I'll go first, and um, it's very simple, but I actually had it posted on my monitor for a while. It's keep moving forward. Yeah. So stuff's gonna happen. Um, as long as you're moving forward, even if it's little steps, it's gonna get you in the right place. Yeah, one of my my video producer Siobhan's father sent me a pin, and I think it was a I think it's a rhino, and um and that's and that's he sent that to me because he heard me talk somewhere about, you know, hey, are we ever gonna get there? And he's like, I, I think it's a rhino. Now it's probably like a hippo, and I totally don't <laughs> know. Now I'm gonna get busted on this. Yeah, but, but it, he said it's it symbolizes that it symbolizes no matter what, um, just keep moving forward. And I love that a lot. And I think that's something that you have to tell yourself over and over again. That's why I really like the note. You know, it's something that, you know, as cheesy as it may sound, we have to post these things in our office. So we read them. Mm-hmm. Ariana. I actually don't really have a favorite quote. Um, I'm not a big on quotes person, which I found I'm very weird. I'm, I don't fit in with the norm, but, um, one that I'll read, I'll read one to you. Um, it says a super amazing quote to help everyone know how cool I am. <laughs> do you know who that's by? I do. <laughs> oh, that would man. be by Tom Sylvester. That's right. You're, you're amazing and wonderful husband. And that's a really good quote. You should keep that. It that's the one you really should, good quote. you should post that on your computer. 
I should. <laughs> that should just be my quote above my monitor. <laughs> yeah. No, my I, the one that I I often come back to, and anytime I'm going through a rough time, is just be yourself. Yeah. Um, anytime I've had any kind of issues in the business, or had to work on my mindset, or had some blocks around anything, it's always been because I wasn't being true to myself. Yeah. Yeah, and that's hard, and that's some of the things that we're trying to focus on here, not just for me, but as a staff. Give us a book that um, I have trouble with business books, and let me tell you why. Um, I, there's a, there's a bunch <laughs> I like, um, but I started when I first started the company. I started to read them at night, and I started to get nervous and couldn't sleep because I'm like, oh my gosh, we're never going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, these guys are so much cooler. But um, I found not to read them at night, so I just read for fun at night. But um, what is a book that you think is something that would be really worth our times that we're going to read past the first 20, 25 pages? Yeah, I mean, I um, I went from used to hate reading books to I read all the time now. Yeah, and um, there's so many good business books, and and I can give more recommendations. But what I think um, success in business and life comes down to is just really understanding who you are and being the best version of you. And so um, the best book for that I think is um, the seven habit the the seven habits of highly effective people yep. by Stephen Covey. And I mean, I've read that book time and time again, and there's just so many timeless things that help you really be your best person so that you can show up in business and in life. Cool. Yeah. And that's a classic that's been around and obviously it works. So Ariana, yeah. Uh, for me, it was actually a book that Tom recommended um, early on called For Better or For Work. And mm. it really was eye-opening because you get to see both sides of like the entrepreneur spouse and then the non-entrepreneur spouse, which was right. where I identified and still do sometimes um, because I wasn't a true entrepreneur like from birth like a lot of people. So it was helpful as a, a married couple to be able to go through that book and just kind of read the different perspectives from both sides of things. Yeah. So often when people ask for book recommendations, I don't read that many business books, <clears throat> but that one I do recommend to people, especially if they're um, trying to relate better to what their spouse is kind of thinking and seeing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a scary insight <laughs> for my wife. I don't think she wants to know that. So if you guys could have dinner with any business owner or really anybody, who would you like to have dinner with? This is always a really hard question for me, yeah. but I'm going to go with um, the person. I actually had an article. Um, I was featured in an article a couple weeks ago, and I my person would be Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Um, I think she is amazing. I think she's done a lot to impact our society and our culture, and I, she's just hilarious. And I would love to sit and just chat with her and also randomly sporadically break into song and dance yeah I know. what she's done with her show too i just think it's i mean it's been on for a while now but i just think that she's done a really good job with that and really created yep. a network of of success around her and everybody that she comes in contact with so yeah that's great mm -hmm. that'd, be, that'd be a that'd be a fun dinner <laughs> yeah i uh, i struggle with this question too um Nobody really stands out to me. I guess uh, I, I just love people. Like so, I there's not <laughs> one person that I would like to, to sure. have dinner with. It's just really anybody I come across. I'm just so curious about other people's stories, other people's journeys, and I find that I learn so much from everybody that I talk to. So I know it's probably a lame answer, like oh, I want to talk to everybody. <laughs> yeah, but um, I really don't have one person that like stands out. Yeah, it's pretty lame, but that's okay. Well, uh, <laughs> no, but I see what you mean, and I think as business owners and entrepreneurs you have to really enjoy people, not just for the networking aspect of it. 
and love or hate networking, but you have to be able to be that networker or that salesperson, I guess. But there's so much to get and, and just from meeting and, and connecting with other people has been, you know, one of the best things that I think any business owner can do. And so you have to like people somehow, otherwise it's not going to go really well, I don't think. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think an important thing here, so there's this like, I think trend, you know, especially over the last couple of years uh, with the online and and all of that, where there's kind of like these celebrity entrepreneurs and, you know, people really follow them and and kind of think like they they just want to be like them. It's interesting. Um, But what we find with a lot of people is they end up getting disappointed because what you see like on the internet isn't necessarily the whole story. And we actually find that a lot of people um, get more out of just meeting with people like them or people that are maybe a step or two ahead. Um, Not somebody who is that celebrity entrepreneur that is just so far removed from where that person is. Yeah, those, and I know kind of the direction that you're going, but that, I tend to get those off my Facebook feed because it makes me anxious. (laughs) And, And I'm trying not to be on Facebook anyway, just because the whole thing, but it's like, oh my gosh, when I see some of this, I'm like, maybe I should just close the whole brick and mortar store that we have here (laughs) and just do this online thing. And I'm like, I could do it. And I'm like, oh, but I can't. And so, but you're right. And so we haven't done that. And, you know, one of the things that's been successful is, you know, just picking up the phone um, and and talking. It's really surprising about just picking up the phone and calling, especially with some of my younger employees, like I'll call them and they'll be like, uh, Hello. <laughs> yeah, this Don't works as a, this this works as a phone, guys. But I mean, for for business, it's great because people love to talk on the phone because we're so buried with emails mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even texts and social media messages, and it's just like, ugh. So getting on the phone, I think, is is something that could really help. And then meeting with people just to meet, I think, has been really successful for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I go to conferences all the time and. Half the time, I don't even go to the presentations. I just like walk up to people and start talking. Yeah. And I've met some of the most interesting people. I've met people that have become my mentors, people that I look up to that I would have never thought or would have never connected with otherwise. But it's just really having that curiosity in in people and understanding them. Yeah, my former COO, Melissa, who kind of started the company with me, she went to a, con- a conference where you ha- I can't remember what it was, but you had to wait in line to meet with these companies who you wanted to do work for. And there's a name for it. I can't remember. She got more business by talking to the people waiting in line. In so, line. Yeah, it was great. I'm like, brilliant. I go, did you talk to anybody else? The, like at the end? Nah, by the time we got there, we already had enough. I'm like, great. There you go. I know. So, all right. Somebody's listening to this and they're like, you know what? This sounds like us. I don't really know. What's the best way for us to get started with you guys? Yeah, so we actually made a special page for this podcast. Sweet. So if you go to uh, tomandariana.com slash BM, uh, we actually have some of our free courses and then just some of the different ways that you can, um, you know, get engaged with us, see some of what we do and, um, you know, work with us if you're interested. Cool. So they'll be able to track that link. We'll put that in the show notes too. Um, and I signed up for the video course and also for, you got to let me in that group. Come on, you're on my podcast. <laughs> I got an inside deal here. I was going to say, Ariana's a gatekeeper. So no, I'm not. So, uh, we have a moderator denied, who's uh, the gatekeeper. <laughs> just say, hey, this guy's okay because my answers are stupid. I will send her a special message okay. just for you. Good. And then the last thing that I really, before we get on to the last question, is there anything else I missed or is there anything you'd like to say to these would-be warrior entrepreneurs that are out there in the listening to this podcast? Yeah, I think the one thing, and we've kind of hit on it in a lot of different ways, but um, you know, kind of going back to the the celebrity entrepreneur, um, one of the things that we struggled with early on was not realizing that 
um, a lot of these entrepreneurs, they might be single or they might be maybe married, but they don't have kids. And we struggled for a long time kind of comparing ourselves and saying, well, yeah. these guys are doing all this stuff or they're saying hustle 24 seven or they're going going around the world like how are they doing that and it wasn't until we came to the realization that you know our our life and our path is different and that's okay and um one of the big things that we did was we actually created the facebook group we talked about which is called family entrepreneur life and what we wanted to do was just have a place where entrepreneurs that had families and had those responsibilities could come and the biggest thing i would say to people is you know realize that your path is your path you know, get inspired by other people, but really just realize that what it's about is you defining what you want your life to look like and then you taking those steps to get there in whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're such this society now, and I think it's largely due to social media and being a former educator, I get it, is we're comparing ourselves all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's terrible. I mean, I do it. I'd like to tell you I don't because I'm telling you that I can see it, but (laughs) you know, it's like, (laughs) I know this, but I still do it. But, um, and it's funny that, that, that is, you know, such a big part of that. But also when, when I meet people that say they don't, they're not married and don't have kids. First of all, I say, I don't like you very much. (laughs) And then I say, don't you ever complain to me that you don't have time to do anything. Don't you ever, don't ever say that to me. (laughs) Well, thank you both so much for being on here. And the last question really, and it's a, it's a big one, but I think as parents, I, I think it's easier to answer this question, but what do you both hope that your legacy is? You know, once you're gone and, and, and you've done the very best that you can do, what do you hope you left behind? I hope we leave behind, obviously, um, our kids having open minds as to what they can accomplish and what they can do uh, as they grow and, you know, into their own selves and their own lives. And then also just showing other people the path and the way that, you know, you don't have to follow anyone else's vision of your life. You make your own vision and you can follow it and you can be successful on your own. I mean, I, that's, that's really the legacy I hope to leave people is by, by hearing our story and by looking at all the things we've done and the mistakes we've made and the shifts and adjustments that we've made, that it is possible for anyone to go through and to define the kind of life that they want and to go after it wholeheartedly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope people say that they were awesome and they inspired me to do good things. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just awesome would be cool. Like once in a while. Yeah. 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 Like to my kids and I want my kids to hear that, that your dad is awesome. There you go. <laughs> over and over again. And we're going to work on that speaker system. I was say better yet, they're saying it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, and then we'll work on a speaker system, Tom, and we'll we'll do that. It'll be our next business together. Theme music, absolutely. Theme music and the, just like a now bio. Now I'm saying cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom is the entrepreneur. Coming in the door now to, yes, I think that'd be great. So uh, we, we totally need this. All right. I'll talk to you later about that. So thank you so much both for being on here. I really love what you're doing and I love the style of your site and and I can tell that what's on your site and and what's in your training is who you are as people. And I think, and I know people probably appreciate that. So I appreciate you coming on our show and all the work that you're doing to help people start and run their own companies. Thank you. It's been an honor to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thanks. And again, that's Tom and Ariana and they are at TomAndAriana.com and we will put that in the show notes and they are here to help you and they're helping people with their own vision and helping people do what they want to do both in family and in work and being able to get those goals and reach those goals and do the things that they want to do all together and, and do it in a way that 
everybody has time to enjoy their family. So I really like that. It's an important piece that we all need as business owners. And I thank you guys for staying with us and for being on this. We're going to release a bunch of new episodes here in the next couple of weeks. So stay with us. And remember, a great leader makes everyone around him or her better than they are. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next one.